This week on the podcast, I convinced Zack Sabre Jr. to finally appear. Ian Riccoboni helps me close out the year for Ring of Honor, plus I do a show in Puerto Rico and chat with a Puerto Rican legend. Enjoy the show. This is the Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler Colt Cabana. How you guys doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast. It's a life podcast. It's a personal journal. It's an entryway into the minds, the souls, the hearts, and the lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I'm a little vacationer. I'm an East Coaster. I'm an Islander. Not to be confused with Haku or Tama. Most importantly, I am a professional wrestler, and I am sitting here live in my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Before I go any further, hey, this is a fan-supported and listener-supported podcast. It's supported by people just like you. We give it to you free of charge every single Thursday. ColtCommanda.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. A couple great ways that you can support, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Tell a friend, tweet it out, Facebook it out, Instagram story it out. The best way that you can support, though, ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com, t-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, a children's book, micro-brawlers, real action figures. Helps keep the lights on. ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com. I just got back from Puerto Rico, I would say an hour ago. Land at O'Hare, see Top Gun Taller at the airport, come home, start podcasting. That is the business. To top off uh, a long week, a long week, but a fun week. New York City, Philadelphia, and San Juan, Puerto Rico. Also, this will be the last podcast of 2018. I am taking a two-week break, a two-week vacation, and I will be back on January 10th. What are you going to do next week? Check out the archives, look on the YouTube page, catch up on the old ones. All right, let's start the week off. New York City, final battle, biggest show of the year. Did I wear a blazer? Yes. Did a lot of people compliment the blazer? Yes. Did I buy the blazer at Primark for 35 pounds? Yes. Am I doing myself a disservice by telling everybody that? Probably, but uh, I just want you to know the true me. You think I'm dressing up, but the reality is, is I was in Scotland at the Primark. I saw this blazer and said to myself, I'm probably going to need to dress up for something one day in my life. And then here we are, final battle. Big thanks to Marty DeRosa as Wednesday and Thursday, he allowed me to open up for him at Zany's in Rosemont. So I know nobody was there who was a wrestling fan because they probably would have said something, but you never know who's going to show up at these random comedy clubs in Chicago. I'm working on my stand-up, working on those stand-up chops. That was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning, head to New York City, and one of the perks of wrestling in downtown, downtown New York is I get to go shopping. What does a wrestler shop for? Well, you'll see. So one of the perks of wrestling in downtown Hammerstein Ballroom. Downtown Hammerstein, New York. <laughs> I love this city. The Jewish, the Jewish part of it. <laughs> As we get to go fabric shopping. Oh, man. I, you say it kind of condescendingly, but I know you as well as I love this. Yeah. It's our favorite thing to do. Yeah, well, only because we get to save on shipping. Yeah, the building. Uh, what is it? Two blocks from one of the big biggest spandex stores in the city? 
Yeah, the, yeah, we're wrestling on 35th, and this is on 35th. I, although the fashion district, I always thought was in between 38th and 37th. Um, but you, you, well, you prefer moved, this, this one. This is a new location. Yeah, yeah. I, I found this a while ago. Yeah. They moved up here. So what, you're just getting some bases for some gear. I am. Well, I was literally here four weeks ago. Why? I buying spandex. You drove up to New York just to get this? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I came and saw my sister too, and she lives in New York. But I was like, oh, I might as well stock up and get new gear for Final Battle, and shows beyond and now we're here again i don't know why i'm buying stuff you talked me because i dragged you into yeah well we're here and we're doing good i mean i i got some some spandex we uh, actually got the same color yeah should we get matching gear we were a team at one time yeah let's let's dust off the old uh dust off the old gear did we have a team name yeah it was boom castle caban camas castle boys Boys, boom banner. boys, boys banner, boom boom boys is much better. <laughs> boom boom boys, boys. All right, the guy's trying to write us up here. Yeah. We, we should... Are these on you? Are these on you? Is this the price for doing your podcast? You yeah. pay for my spandex? Yeah. No. Hey, thanks for shopping with me. I did not pay for Dalton Castle's spandex, nor will I ever pay for Dalton Spandex's castle. That's how it sounded in my head, and that's how I'm going to say it out loud. From the spandex district to the actual show itself, and at the show, like always, especially in New York City, Carrie Silken, the man who saved Ring of Honor, kept it going for so many years until he uh, sold it off to the big bucks of corporate America (laughs) that allows it to keep on going these days. I told Carrie I was going to Puerto Rico. I thought maybe he would meet me there. He told me this would be a perfect time to turn on the podcast. I couldn't agree more. Okay, mid-conversation, I asked Carrie... Hey, I'm going to Puerto Rico this Sunday. I'm wrestling there. And I asked if you're going to be there. Why would you ask that? Because Carrie's the king of Puerto Rico. I was the king of Puerto Rico, especially back when I had the wrestling magazine and developed ties there in the late 90s. Made friends with Luke, Bushwacker Luke and Dutch Mantel. And then I've been to Puerto Rico probably a hundred times. And I even got you. That's right, folks. I got Colt Cabana hooked up with Victor Quinones and the IWA. And you did a, a weekend. I, I did a weekend in Puerto Rico, and then it's such a it's that's a crazy memory in my, in my because I was like 25 and I was there with you guys, and you were like in my head I was a kid, and it was you and Sid who used to be with Ring of Honor, and you guys were like grown ups talking about grown up stuff, and like I don't know, like it was just such a different world for me. I remember the moment though; it was a nice moment sitting on that balcony in my room, but it was like nighttime, and we're just we we're just hanging out and talking. The ocean was out there. But that was a fun period of time. Yes. There's been a, we've had a lot of fun periods yeah. of time, and uh, we're going to have it tonight, too. <laughs> yeah, we're here Final Battle, and uh, this is always uh, an important day. Of course, New York City is your city, Carrie. So. It is my city, and uh, there's a lot of memories in this room, and uh, uh, corny as it may sound, we're going to make some more tonight. Yeah. And we're going to be back next year, too. I don't know. I remember just watching... Kenta and Brian is just like a thing that like pops in my head right away from this building. Yes, and wasn't there a Morishima Brian match that was a final battle match that was you might have not been there at the time. The one where he knocked his eye out? Yes. That I remember. And you know, it's funny how you can remember things from real long ago or very recently. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't last year the Hardys or two years ago? Two years ago, the Hardys and the Bucks via surprise? I think, yes. We both don't remember. Yeah, we don't. I don't okay. remember yesterday. That's enough. Don't ask me any more <laughs> oh, questions. Man. All right, but you're not coming to Puerto Rico. I, I'd love to. 
have a good trip. I mean, you, you used to go there after Final Battle every year. I did. It was a tradition. And it was now? A tradition. The tradition and is done. The tradition is uh, preempted. I'm planning to go in January. Okay, I'm holding it up for you. Thank you. I'll tell you how the island is. Thank you. It was beautiful. The island was beautiful. I'll get to that on the Puerto Rico part of this podcast. But this is the New York City part. I got a little involved in a match with Bully Ray and Flip Gordon. Of course, I wasn't outshined by Flip Gordon's girlfriend. A star is born, or at least a meme is born. It was fun to call. The show comes to an end. And I thought I would get sentimental with Jeff Cobb as we were taking in the arena on the way out. He had different thoughts. So another final battle in the books, and I am sitting here with Jeff Cobb as they're tearing down the ring. Have you looked and like taken this in yet at all? Tearing down the ring down? Uh, I've done it. I've done it multiple times. No. Oh, you mean the Hammerstein? No, just I mean the idea of like the show's over and oh. it's all getting taken down now, and what a night it was. It was a heck of a night, man. I I enjoyed it. I've only seen it on TV, DVDs, whatever, whatever. And being able to perform is super amazing. Uh, and your first final battle. First final battle. Hopefully, many more to come. You're just being silly voice guy now. No, um, hopefully more to come. You and Beach had a really good match. I, yeah, well, I had a good dance partner. I was Michael Strahan, and he was the dancing, dancing with the stars. I don't yeah, know. I know, but I wanted to see how much you watch Dancing with the Stars. Um, and the. Girl, I only know Chris Jericho and Stacy Keebler. I think okay, well there you go, there you go. Is it Hammerstein or Hammerstein? This is a question I've asked so many times. Okay. Hammerstein, Hammerstein, Hammerstein ball, Hammerstein ball. I think I've Stein. heard Hammerstein ballroom. I think I so say it's Stein. Bears, Bearstein Bears. Yes. Bearstein Bears. It's a Jewish. It's a place of Jewish uh, study. I don't. know. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it up there. All right, not much to you today. Not much uh, of a talkative guy. I'm, I'm always a talkative. Just guy. today and tomorrow. That's how was you, your? Uh, how was your? Don't put, don't put this on me. Come on, man. I saw you run out there. Don't put this on me. Hit some people with some chars. Sure, I went out there and did some stuff. Spoiler alert, I'm, if you haven't watched I'm it yet. I'm commentating. All right, so uh, I'm going to leave now, and this is going to be weird because we're uh, in the same car together. <laughs> You're going to leave. <laughs> Colt, wait for me. <laughs> and the next day, we take about an hour and a half trip to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the arena. And I wanted to make sure that Zack Sabre Jr., who debuted in Ring of Honor, was able to come on the podcast. People have always asked, like, the old podcast, like, oh, oh, why who, did who, did, who did you want on it? And, like, Zach was so... Okay, so I told a story of, like, oh, Loki was, like, he didn't want to do it. And then, like, Loki, everyone thinks, like, now I, I hate Loki or something. Oh. But Zach's one of my good friends, and I always wanted Zach on, but he is so humble. I just, I'm just... I know. At I feel least, like I want to do all the all the sort of like talking as a retrospect. Like, at, well, at that point you're like, I don't think I'm, I'm really. No, anyone wants to hear me. Nobody does want to hear me. You you like my voice, but I've tricked you into thinking that. And you're a talker said, too, which I always thought was interesting. Socially, you're a chatty man. But yeah, <laughs> chatty man. That's a that's a, there's a British show called Chatty Man. Alan Carr. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it over. You know who Lady Chatterley is? Do I? That's a that's an American television show. No, it was uh, one of the first like boobs you ever saw on HBO, <laughs> Lady Chatterley. That's uh, Skinamax, we would call it. <laughs> Do you know that term? No. Skinamax. There's a there's a channel called Cinemax that would play the. Oh, no, yeah, no, I I, was, <laughs> I cannot know the reference, but figure it out. <laughs> okay, good, yeah, good. I mean, 
Well, it's it's. I'm glad that you're uh, you'll you're talk to me here. I love talking to you. And we. So this is about our weekend. Um, what's going on? You, of course, are a traveling man. But it's your your debut in here in Ring of Honor. Travel man. Yeah. It's uh like I've said. It sounds like quite corny, but I bought the first ROH tape on video when I was like 13. So it's from who? Uh, who? Uh, illegally. I'd imagine, right? Where, yeah. Where, who was? Who was? From who was the? Huh? There was. I used to get Japanese tapes from Strong Style tapes, and then Turnbuckle. I, I can't. I can't remember which one. There was a few over, but yeah. And then at training, like well, I started at Hammerlock in like January 2002, so, and there was like WF was on TV on free TV on Channel Four then. So like every week at training, because it was just pay. You paid per session. It was five or ten pounds per session. So there'd be like 40 kids at class each week. So there was just so many tapes. Oh, everyone would take the yeah, tapes. Yeah, so you'd, just, you'd sort of swap. Yeah. I thought you were talking, you'd then like try to do the, what the Ring of Honors guys did. Or well, you would do those in class. What, the the matches? Yeah, just um, the, the things that the Ring of Honor guys yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, like, sh- I'm sure people would be shocked to know that uh, Dragon had a, <laughs> a minuscule influence on me. But yeah, it was sort of a mix. There was, we were like, our school was very sort of British influence, so it'd be predominantly that. But then in the free time, yeah, I mean, you try and sort of open you know like when everyone else was doing pile drivers on the crash mat I was trying to do really crappy submissions were you? yeah that was my yeah my guys always uh, I just wanted to do like submissions that like I didn't I, that I couldn't do very well but thought I was really cool at them did you have a love for weird Greco-Roman as a, wrestling as a kid? No, just the idea of that just, like- just, just submission wrestling in general like I remember like the bits that drew me to wrestling were like I remember like Bret Hart putting on the sharpshooter like that appealed to me more than like the, like Hulk Hogan larger than life like I've always that, like that appealed to you more than New Jack jumping off the balcony <laughs> like for me well, I, I, <laughs> we are two opposite yeah. kids right now yeah I mean I you know I like films with no plots and like abstract uh, things yeah like I I like I like instrumental music that goes for 20 minutes like I like post yeah, well, we can tell the story of last night I, I saw 8th grade and, and you said what'd you think about it so now it's kind of slow and slow and uh, not exciting and you were like I cannot wait to see it now <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait. if Colt hates it I will love yeah, it yeah that's, that's my new basis after you've already broke my heart with Wes Anderson not for me you we, love it. We should do a mar- we should do a marathon. I I want to I want to watch a Wes Anderson film with you now and just just your reactions through my eyes. Yeah, there's an English show called Gogglebox where they just filmed watching TV. We could we could do that watching Wes Anderson yeah, films. Probably it'd be a Twitch thing. It'd probably make right. a lot of money. I imagine there'll be at least two people. Like my <laughs> our mums might watch it. <laughs> so this weekend it's just Philly. Oh, well, this, is e- this is e- this is easy. So we stayed we stayed in Jersey. Well, New York, Philly. And then you're doing a, a, my, a my Chicago. Old, my old hometown, so. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you used to live in New York. Yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a New York man. New Yorker man. Did you find an affinity for New York? I lo- yeah, I, uh, yeah, I have a big affection. I loved it. If, if I was wrestling in the States, predominantly, I would have stayed in New York, but it just wasn't practical being in Japan so much. Now you're like an artist. This is what every artist probably, you live their dream. Like, you lived in, in Tokyo. You lived in Brooklyn. You're living in London. I like all the show. So many shows that we do are in like really kind of cool gig venues. Like my friends are so much more talented. Like if my friends in bands are so much more talented than I am. But like I get to do their dream. They can't believe it. Like the amount that like that wrestling's absorbed like merchandise culture. Like if you go and watch a band, people aren't queuing up to buy shirts from the band as like in the same in the same realm 
that like especially wrestling after fans after the shows they're not after the shows they are but there's not like that at the start of the show people sort of like mooch around buy a record like I buy a lot of band shirts and I like buying records but we've just completely <laughs> and bastardized <laughs> yeah bastardized I was trying to think about a more uh, a more colloquial word but yeah bastardized on the old format, there was there was a handful of guys that I really wanted to have on the show, and it just didn't happen. And some of them will pop up from time to time. Two of them, actually, now. Ricky Banderas is on later on the show. He was someone I always kind of wanted to talk to. But Zack Sabre Jr., definitely somebody I always wanted to have on the show. I asked him a couple times, and he said, no, mate, can't do it. But now that it's a little changed up, he was more than happy to chat with me. But I do call him out on it in the very beginning. Speaking of bastardizing the merch stand, in the beginning of the talk, I told you about people I wanted to have on the show. Tom Brandy was one that I really wanted to have on the show, and a lot of people credit me for my work at the merchandise stand, but Tom Brandy is, I don't know if he's number one, but he is up there, a legend, a legend, and I, I'm curious now how upset he is with the with the wrestlers at the merchandise stand, because before, you know, I always say it was me and maybe a couple other people, but before me, it was just Tom just Tom and the hot dogs. Tom Brandy selling masks and buttons and then hot dogs and chips. But sadly, I haven't been on a show with Tom in, in probably 10 years. I remember doing a show in New Jersey. Danny DeMonto booked me on it. I watched Tom Brandy wrestle as Tom Brandy, Salvatore Sincere, and The Patriot. That was the last I've seen of him. And this will be the last I've seen of Ring of Honor in 2018. We closed out the year. Uh, we did say goodbye to... The Young Bucks and uh, Hangman Page and Cody and maybe some others. Hopefully uh, hopefully the whole thing sticks together. That's all we can hope. But Ian Riccoboni and I, we did commentary most of the year together, and uh, I thought it would be fun to have him on to close out the year. We were just going to do this after the last match of the last show. Yeah. And uh, a five-and-a-half-hour show, Ian. I'm sucking on cough drops. I literally I have two in my mouth. I have one on my tongue. Well, I'm one like a lipper. I don't encourage them. Sucking on chili dogs. <laughs> um, that's a, that was the words, Little right? Jack and Diane, yeah. right? Yeah. That was the words, da- sucking down on chili Yeah, sucking on chili dogs down at the Tasty Freeze. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were you in chorus? I was. Yeah, uh, I, I know you. That wasn't yeah. a no surprise. Don't feel like it was, but I was surprised about that. Come on, Ian. Yeah, I actually, uh, I was an MTVU uh, finalist. I was on a commercial in 2006. I did guitar, harmonica, I did all that. I don't have any voice now because I was just yelling all night. And I've seen these, uh, I've seen some clips. There's a, like a, a beautiful puka shell, Ian Riccavani, <laughs> 18-year-old or whatever you are. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, well, the year, like I said, we were going to do this at the as the arena was closing down. But then um, madness went down, yeah. and uh, it didn't happen. But here we are in the back finally, and it's 2018, and about to be 2019, and our year has uh, come to an end here at Ring of Honor. It has. It's our second year. I can't even believe it. And I really mean it when I say, you know, we were presented the, a nice award today by Bill Apter, which was really neat, probably for both of us. I read all the magazines that he put out. But, I mean, it, it was such a, a role that was unknown and uncomfortable. And I had done weird cable TV where I had three-minute stand-ups, but I'd never done broadcasting at this level. And it was really cool to, to have you as a partner and just to... You know, we went to Disney World together this year. We, we documented. Did. It was documented. <laughs> yeah. And, and our, our partnership was cemented, I mean, by these Bill Apter Awards, Absolutely. I feel. We'll have those forever until you sell yours on eBay. Once yeah, you're- <laughs> I did say that. Ian was like, I'm going to put mine on my shelf, like, right in the living room. I was like, I'm putting mine on eBay.com. You did say five years. You said you did five years. Well, I thought it'd, it'd go grand in value after right, five years. Right, right. 
<laughs> After I become uh, the Philadelphia Phillies broadcaster, maybe I don't know. Nah, I I hope to be here for a long time. That's a with, yeah, you and I both, and yeah. um, this is it. So you're done for the year, is that right? Done for the year. Uh, looking at uh, looking at Atlanta and then Concord. That's my birthday. Big show in, in Charlotte. Looking forward to that. But. Yeah, I'm done for the year. It's kind of weird. I get my weekends back. The family's coming. It's gonna be gonna be Christmas time. Uh, little one with a little one on the way, and I get to spend a lot more time with Zach and Sarah. So I'm really excited. Well, happy 2018. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, thank and you. thanks for being a partner in crime. Ah, uh, thank you too, Colt. I'm giving Colt a hug right this now. Is, uh, this is. Can you hear me patting his back? It's a hug. Podcast is a, a visual medium, but clearly. The next day, I headed to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Had my sandals in my bag, had my shorts ready to go, my cutoff t-shirt on underneath my hoodie, ready to take off my hoodie, and roam the streets of San Juan in my vacation gear. We get to the hotel, nice hotel, we get to the show, everything looks good, lots of stars, lots of wrestlers, we get hauled into this autograph area, and... That's what Billy Gunn and I kind of talk about as we're in this area with all these different Puerto Rican wrestlers, luchadors, some Americans, a Brit, Marty Skrull. And uh, before I get in the talk with, with Billy, as we're sitting at the meet and greet, Marty and I get in there first and we grab the front table. And Marty and I are getting this look from a lot of the different wrestlers, but none of them speak English except for super crazy, but he's not saying anything. We're kind of getting this look like, are we crazy to set up on this table? And then someone says, oh, Rudos are over there. And I go, oh, good, because I'm a Technico, baby. We set up the merch. Marty and I both set up the merch. This lady comes up to us and she says, uh, somebody is there. And kind of like, this is where people might think I have like arrogance or I think I'm cooler than I am. But I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, get fucked. I'm staying here. Who's fucking moving me? And she's like, somebody is here there in the bathroom. And nobody was there. But she keeps on saying, you have to move. And I was like, I, I think we're okay. And then super crazy says, uh, sorry, Colt, somebody, sorry for my awful accent. But this is what it was. Sorry, Colt. Somebody, somebody is there. A wrestler is there. And I'm just like, Who, what? And he goes, it's uh, the, the invader's table. And then I, within milliseconds of him saying the invader's table, start packing every single thing up in my bag, moving as fast as I can, overplaying it, really overselling it. Like, adios mio, adios mio. Getting the fuck out of there, running as fast as I can. And I don't know if Marty even put it together, but I start bolting. Everyone starts kind of cracking up a little bit. And then I explain to Marty as he moves with me, the invader is the man who allegedly murdered Bruiser Brody. So some of you know that story. Maybe not a lot of you know that the guy is still on fucking shows, and I was not only on a show with him, but I was sitting in his spot to which he wanted to be. Luckily, I got out of there. I moved as far as fucking possible as I could from that table, and that's how I ended up sitting next to Billy Gunn. Um, we're in Puerto Rico together in a very odd room full of a very... Uh, different people. <laughs> a group, an eclectic group. Of people. What's your just history in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, me, and, me and Road Dog, when me and Road Dog first started kind of getting some steam behind us, they brought us over here for um, Carlos. So me and Brian had come over here before. I've been over here once or twice before. So while you were in WWF, you would wrestle yes. for... Yeah, we came over here, like me and Brian came when we were working for them. And what did you guys do? 
Um, we the big, get, the big arenas. Yeah, we did. It was big, like whatever, whatever big building, because we worked at Las Bariquas, so um, they were a big deal over here, and we were not. So we were heels. Never, needless to say, that's we were bad guys. And did they have? Did you get the uh, the stories of the of the coins and the? We did, but we didn't get any of that. I mean, they were they were a little obnoxious, but they weren't to where they were throwing stuff and peeing on you and all that other stuff. Was there? I see. For me, I'd be like, oh, I wanted that because I want the true Puerto Rican experience. But for you, you I could tell you'd be very happy not to get pee. No, 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 no. That's that's not my bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's just yeah. You hear all the stories. But the people were live. I mean, they were crazy, but not to the point where they're going to chuck stuff at you and put your eyeball out. And so. And then did you guys tour here with WWF? Uh, we did not tour. We just kind of were on loan once. Me and Brian were on loan once in a while. The company never did a show in Puerto Rico while you were there? They might have. I never did it. Never did I wasn't it. on it, huh? So you don't you haven't been here that often then? No, I haven't. Have you've been, been here a couple times. You've done like indies after the WWF run stuff? I did one or two shows, but it was fifteen years ago. I mean it was a long time ago. Yeah. So here we are fifteen years or so later, um, sitting in a room with <laughs> with an eclectic group of wrestlers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you wanna see the the premier word of what a wrestler looks like, come in here, because you'll see all kinds. Like, this is it. Like, the people with the stuff in their eyeballs, the contact <laughs> things, the tattoos, the suits, the the masks, the everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then us dumb Americans. <laughs> then, then us sit here in T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, we were told to gear up for this mean grade. Yeah. yeah. Every American has passed on that. Yeah. If you could um, please put your gear on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're not on for a few hours, but put it on now just for the meet and greet. <laughs> because that matters. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll know you're a wrestler. Yes, that's probably it. They they probably go, hey, if you put your gear on, they're more apt to know who you are. Might, you won't feel left out. You might sell a five dollar <laughs> eight by ten. <laughs> yeah, you might you might move a little merch. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, let's hope it's a fun. Did you see the arena? I did. Yeah. So there's a. The only thing I don't get is what's in the middle of it. There's a thing. I think it's the ring. You're not gonna call it a ring though. No, because I don't. Like, I haven't worked in one of those in... Like, I don't think I ever have. Because even when I worked at TNA, I really didn't work in it. <laughs> so you never did any matches? <laughs> so yeah, as a six, are, as a six And it's little. Like, it's little. Well, everything's little compared to you. Well, not really. I mean, it's... But it's little, and it has a bunch of different sides. So I'm sure it's going to be really hard. So when I hit it, it's going to break my back. I'm going to whine. I'm going to leave. Everybody's going to be mad. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to watch your match now. This is exciting. This is giving me a new reason to watch your match. Hey, every, everybody watch Billy's match. He's going to leave. <laughs> that would be the best part of the whole night. He'd be real frustrated because he doesn't know how a ring works. <laughs> so I had my match. There was uh, pockets of really, really fun Puerto Rican fans. Like, really fun. You could tell they were excited at least to see me and some of the other stars. It wasn't the biggest turnout, but they also ran a place that probably fit 4,000 people. And maybe they had 500, 600 fans, which was, which was a great turnout. But, I mean, the card was packed. It was packed. And on the show and on the card was uh, Ricky Banderas, who I think now works as Mil Muertes or Macias in Mexico. He is one of these guys from my generation 
who kind of carried the Puerto Rican scene. When I think about starting to read the magazines and, and on the internet, you think about Glamour Boy Shane, you think about Ray Gonzalez, Ricky Banderas, even Bison Smith and Flash Flanagan or Slash Venom. These were the guys, that, I don't know, before Carlito, the, the ones that I remember. And so I thought it was nice being in Puerto Rico and being on a show with Ricky Banderas to have him on and to talk a little bit about Puerto Rico and the territory and how uh, it's struggling. It doesn't have the same lure and desire that it did at one time, so much so that he's now in Mexico. He doesn't even live in Puerto Rico. The work was in Mexico. He went where the work was. Wrestling takes you where it takes you. Exactly, exactly. Because, um, you know, I love wrestling. My passion is wrestling. And um, really, in Mexico City, it's a place like, it's 37, uh, 30, 30, um, 365 days working over there. So they don't have a day off over there. You can wrestle every day. You can wrestle every day and make your living over there. I mean, that's how it used to be in Puerto Rico. No, because Puerto Rico was like a, maybe like four days a week. Which is still pretty good. Yes, but they pay you like a salary, right? And over there, they pay you matches. How many matches you make? Maybe if you do like 20 matches, they pay you 20 matches. They make more, a lot of more money. When did you start wrestling in Puerto Rico? Uh, 1998. That, there, that was an era, right, of Puerto Rican wrestling. And then probably the ones who taught you, there was this lore and beautiful just territory that was there. And now you come back and it's just not here. Exactly. It's like very different. Uh, Does it make you sad? Uh, not, not make you sad passing the years. It's 20 years, you know. And uh, you look, when you look right now, it's you're looking the new generation. And I, it's like I'm going to the school right now. Saying you let a lot of kids and you don't know what the hell there are and the names are and I feel like it kind of weird you know and look at I'm looking like like old generation <laughs> but those I hate to sound like an old timer but those kids haven't wrestled the same schedule that the IWA and the WWC back in the day right they don't they don't have that kind of days and they they maybe they wrestle like maybe one time a week yeah so how where do the new stars come from or is it just gonna fizzle away i think they're they have to move from uh, from from barico to to the states or somewhere some somewhere else because right now here they don't have that that kind of experience yeah. to a star and everybody tries to revitalize puerto rico like that's what's happening right now mm, yes exactly but you know the new promoters and all kind of guys they, they put some money in the line for Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico in the 80s and 90s and maybe even the 2000s, you know, there was a, a new territory. A lot of people come uh, from everywhere and came here to, to, to learn. And right now, now it's dead. Yeah. And they, they tried to, to leave again those years again. And you've probably seen like a million people try to start up, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we, we, we pray that one works, right? But you know, uh, I was, uh, they were doing my tribute like two two weeks ago, and a lot of people come. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of people come, maybe like four or five thousand. And, and you see that, man, I say, wow, it's still there, but it's the product, it's the storylines, what you do with the new talent. Somebody's coaching it? No. So that's, that's the, whole, the whole thing. And it's not you because you're in Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> can't be you. No, it can't be. Uh, well, it's so, good to see you here in Puerto Rico, though. Yeah, me too, bro. So it's a long, long time. Not a long, long time, but it's a pleasure, man. I'll see you in another 20 years. <laughs> Maybe. 
And from there, I decided to treat myself, knowing I was in Puerto Rico, knowing I didn't have uh, anything going on afterwards. I was just going to spend it by myself on the island, get myself a little resort. But Matt Cross, Matt Seidel were both on the show. Both also are into adventures and living the life. And uh, all three of us hung out and we finished off the year on the beautiful beach of Puerto Rico. Um, Well, friends, it's the end of 2018 and the art of wrestling and independent wrestling forever, (laughs) except for the two shows that I'm doing and I'm not podcasting about. But I just wanted to finish it off maybe with our view and our, uh, our, our fun little field trip we took. That certainly was a fun field trip, Cole. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh, we had some good times. Uh, been doing this for coming up on 18 years now. Uh, had yet to come to Puerto Rico and with such a storied and rich history that it was odd. So I was glad that the first time lived up to the hype. I had a great time, some awesome fans. So we got these uh, little free time with some of my best friends. I've known you guys for, what, over a decade each, uh, which is pretty insane. So here we are, just a bunch of backyard wrestlers still doing it. We have everybody fooled, and uh, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) How did it take so long to get to Puerto Rico for you? I have no idea. Uh, I've been to 25 countries, never Puerto Rico. Um, Don't know. I I never even really had anything set up, was never contacted. Uh, but hopefully this uh, broke the seal, so to speak, and hopefully I get to come back many times and enjoy this view of the beach. All right, Mr. Seidel. I have to say Mr. Seidel because I'm surrounded by two mats, which is kind of weird, I guess. And I deserve the formal uh, tag. Yeah, as uh, you do. Because I've been acting so gentlemanly all trip. Is this your last show of 2018? This might be the last show of my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, watch. As, yeah, it's going to be great. There'll be fireworks going off as I just fade into the background real quietly. <laughs> Spin real, thank you. Loved it. I wonder if this gets picked up here. I bet you it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you it does. Goodbye, 2018. 18, 18, 18. You've been fun. Who would have thought when I started wrestling, I would have been wrestling in the year 2018? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we were all at IWA Mid South back in the day, working for your Uncle Ian Rotten, did you think? 10 to 15 years from now, we'll be on the 10th floor, room 1110, 1110, looking at the ocean in Puerto Rico? Never. Yeah. I assumed I'd be a millionaire in WWE and I wouldn't have to. <laughs> 100% accurate. Not, not me. I, I thought I'd be like a school teacher in Missouri, so I'm enjoying looking at the waves. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And before we send you off into 2019... Let's get into some plugs and... Upcoming events! All right, the best way that you can support ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com, Twitter and Instagram, at ColtCabana, Facebook slash ColtCabana, my storytelling podcast, Pro Wrestling Fringe, plus past archives of the show, old and new, are ad-free on StitcherPremium.com slash Colt. Use the code Colt, get a free month. ColtWrestling at gmail.com is my very public email. Maybe a promoter won't put me on your upcoming show or convention. I do have some dates open in January and February. I also got a YouTube channel. I also have a website, ColtCabana.com. That's where you can find my P.O. Box. I haven't had time to check it, so if you send something, I love you. Thank you for it. I can only assume some great Christmas, Hanukkah, and holiday cards. Upcoming Thursday, December 27th, Annandale, Virginia. Facebook slash Northern Virginia Pro Wrestling. Friday, December 28th, Cleveland, Ohio, AIWrestling.com. Saturday, December 29th, Marionette Park, Illinois, AARwrestling.com. 
Friday, January 4th, San Antonio, Texas, Facebook slash RCW forever. Saturday and Sunday, January 5th and 6th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Saturday is sold out. Sunday, there are still some tickets. I'm wrestling David Arquette, Facebook slash First Wrestling. January 12th, 13th, 24th, 25th, 26th, Atlanta, North Carolina, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. I'll be doing commentary, ROHWrestling.com. Friday, February 1st, Atlanta, Georgia, InspireProWrestling.com. Intro music is by the Ukulele Teacher on YouTube. Outro music by Superfun, yeah, yeah, Rocket Chip. Podcast cover art and design by Jimmy Lee. Photo by James Musselwhite. Big thanks to Dalton Castle, Carrie Silk, and Jeff Cobb, Zack Sabre Jr., Ian Riccoboni, Billy Gunn, Macias, Matt Cross, and Matt Seidel for coming on the show. Thanks to our sponsor, HighSpots.com, an amazing VOD service with all the $5 wrestling titles, PWGs, Best Friends, Egos, Amigos, AMA knee pads, gear, masks, and even a wrestling ring. OneHourTees.com, they help run ProWrestlingTees.com. That's where you can support myself and all your favorite independent wrestlers directly. 2018 is in the books. Again, taking two weeks off. I will see you in 2019. Merry Christmas for those of you who uh, celebrate Christmas. Happy New Year for those of you who celebrate New Year's. And happiness, just in general. First part, ha. Second part, penis. This has been The Art of Wrestling. For Cole Cabana, I'm Cole Cabana. Thanks. Put this on, put it on it. Put this on it. On the podcast. You gotta say who it is so they know. Oh, Greg.